What's up, everybody? Welcome to Building Our Power. This is Gabby. And KT. And we're back with another episode. Thank you guys for checking out our last episode entitled The Revolution Will Not Be Polite. If you'd like to hit us up, you can do so at Building Our PWR on all social media channels. Thank you so much to a listener who donated some funds to us so that we were able to buy some uh, food for the fridge. Ooh, this inflation, baby. We were able to get some things, uh, at least put some some noodles and sausages and stuff like that in there but oof, if you have anything and you would like to contribute to the, the fridge or the pantry or the education we're doing in the city of memphis you can do so the link is in the description and if you would like to join us in memphis personally as we go out and do these things you can do so that link is also in the description as well it's a lot of work all right kt and i Went to a gun training class. It was three hours. Three hours long uh, on Wednesday. Um, and so we're going to talk a little bit about it because, you know, it was interesting. I, you know, I like getting a little history and the information about the law and stuff like that because it's good to know sometimes. So uh, we're going to go from our little anarcho-communist perspective and just talk about some of the things we learned. Um, give y'all some of that information and also talk about, you know... Some things that were not said. Yeah, so I'm going to start us off here. Basically, uh, Gabby and I went into this class, okay, and the class was just chairs. We did not have the option to hold a gun specifically, um, but the group of people that were with us were majority black women, and we had only women in the group, okay? So it was a woman-only class. Surprisingly, though, our uh, instructor was a white man who supposedly was an ex-Marine and who had murdered someone and literally told us that he had murdered someone and did not end up going to jail. So, what's... What I kind of learned myself from this is that, you know, um, white people can get away with pretty much killing anyone as long as it's in a tiny town and everybody knows you. No. That's what, that's what I learned. Okay, so basically the guy told us that story because he, he was telling us a story of him doing something within self-defense. He was teaching us... Hey, when is it going to be okay for you to use a gun during self-defense? And what we've learned within that is that the law is kind of like a gray area. As far as the use of deadly force goes, it really just depends on the judge and the jury. Absolutely. So Tennessee Code Title 39, Chapter 11, Self-Defense, says when the use of deadly force is justified. A person who's in a place lawfully and who isn't engaged in an illegal activity has no duty to retreat before using or threatening to use force that's likely to cause serious bodily injury or death if, one, the person reasonably believes there's an imminent danger of serious bodily injury or death, two, the danger is real or honestly believed to be real at the time, And three, the belief of danger is founded upon reasonable grounds. A person who uses deadly force within a residence, business, dwelling, or vehicle is presumed to have held a reasonable belief of imminent death or serious bodily injury to self, family, or member of the household. So, 
let's talk about that reasonable word that yeah. we heard like a million times. What? Who determines, who says whether or not it was reasonable for you to shoot someone? That is up to the judge and the uh, the jury. I think he was talking about, you know, when it comes to these things, there's like a reasonable being that hypothetical. That hypothetical being mm-hmm. that they refer to. And they're like, would this hypothetical being think that this is reasonable? Yeah. So you can see if somebody wants to lock you up for something, uh, that gives them a lot of little wiggle room to be like, well, you know, it might not have been justified, but I don't know. Maybe it, w- maybe it was unreasonable for you to, to, to kill that person. But you can also see how it can go in the other way. Like think about George Zimmerman. Obviously yes. that wasn't in Tennessee. That was in Florida. But, you know, they thought that he was reasonable in doing that. He was reasonable in following Trayvon Martin, uh, harassing him. And then when Trayvon Martin was beating his ass, he was reasonable in shooting and killing him, even though Trayvon Martin did not have a gun. So, yeah, that that is a very... Sketchy law. It's extremely sketchy. It's it, it just it makes it makes it uh, make sense. There was something else that we learned too that was real sketchy, and pretty much all every single law that we learned in regards to this on at this class was basically saying, "Hey, citizens, you have no rights, and hey, law enforcement, you have all the rights." Like if we wanted to, if we were in imminent death, if we or or danger, if we were in. in imminent danger by law enforcement and we were open carrying and we had a gun there's no way regardless if it was self-defense or not could we shoot them that would be absolutely against the law it says right here the use of force is not justified if you resist a halt at a search arrest roadblock or stop and frisk that you know is being conducted by a police officer unless the officer uses greater force than necessary and the person using force reasonably believes that the force is immediately necessary to protect against the officer's unnecessary use of force. Again, you know that's just in there. That's just in there just for oh. fluff because if, if that's the case, every single, a lot of people that's in jail now for resisting arrest or attacking a police nah. officer would be out, would not be in prison right now. This, this stuff is just fluff. But yeah, that's, that's one thing that we noticed that was a pattern. Everything when it came to police, there was all these laws, but as soon as it came to law enforcement, everything is out of the window. It's the the yep. law enforcement can break into your house as long as they say they say that it's the police. Now, if you didn't hear it's the police and you shoot at the police, then you're in trouble. That's attempted murder. Now, if they didn't say it was the police and they came in there anyway, even the guy was like, "Yeah, I don't know what to tell you. I watch the news just like you do." I honestly don't know the answer to that. And that's, here's the thing. That's exactly what happened with Breonna Taylor. Yeah. Again, that's not in Tennessee. But the pol- they did not hear them announce, oh, this is the police. And I don't remember if they even actually did announce that they were the police or not. And then the boyfriend ended up shooting at them, which was totally justified. And, yeah, Breonna Taylor got, got murdered because yeah. of that. Like, it's just... It's, it just confirmed to us, in every sense of the way, that this system has never been set up for us, for queer people, for black people, for poor people, for queer black poor people. It is set up to help the elite and to help the rich. Because even the laws that we look at, uh, whether it be, oh, you need this check, you need this check, you need this, this, and this, 
majority of those things cost a lot of money in order to get done. Even the guns themselves. Gabby and I looked up guns, and the guns themselves can range anywhere from, like, even, like, a little handgun is, like, $500. We were like, what the hell? Why does a handgun cost $500? It makes no sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something else we would noticing. It's definitely a class, a class issue well, you think even about, you know, the restrictions to stop you from getting guns. Right. He was talking about, you know, if you're uh, involved in a domestic violence situation, you're not allowed to get have your guns. The police can confiscate your guns. But there's some paperwork and so there's some hoops you can jump in and there's some fines you can pay so that you can have guns again. Um, and he was talking about, you know, you can't take the, the guns to the airport, but you have to, there's a ways you can do it or you can mail the gun to yourself, uh, to go, uh, to a different state and stuff like that. So he was really giving us the runaround and just pretty much saying pretty much, uh, most of these laws can be bypassed if you have the money. Yep. And something else that I was thinking about too, before we get into the gun thing is about, you know, how they were talking about, especially in Shelby County. It don't matter if you were justified or not. You have a gun out and that gun is fired. You're getting locked up regardless for at least uh, 24 hours. And uh, the the amount of money that accrues from all that. Then you will have to go to court after that. You're not going to get let go on bail. Amy Warwick, the DA, will have you in court and you will spend thousands of dollars even if you were in the right. So imagine you having a gun and you seeing something going on and you protecting somebody. You are potentially going to have all your savings and stuff stripped away from you from the government because you were using your First Amendment rights and trying to protect people. So, yeah. So one thing we can talk about, one thing we can say is, you know, we talk about guns this, guns that absolutely stay strapped all the time. But also know the law for yourself. You got to think about it. Even like in the 60s, the Black Panthers, them, they had attorneys, they had lawyers. Yes. Because uh, these people, like, you you just have a gun and then they waiting to, to lock your ass up. So just make sure you're, you're if you got the law, you lawyered up, you know the law and you know where you stand and what you can and cannot do and potentially still have a life after that. Um, so yeah, back to the class thing. So we were thinking, and I, I was especially thinking, cause I was like, I was looking to get a gun after that. I'm like, okay, bam, I'm going to get my permit. I'm going to get a gun. Let's see how much these Glocks cost. Cause you know, I, I, I don't know all the stuff about guns or whatever, <laughs> but I was like, okay, at least I know I should be able to find stuff for $300. Like a handgun, just something, something cheap, right? Basic $500. Yep. 500 for the most basic of the basic. I said, hold on. And so now I started looking at more different types of guns that people be using. Then I started looking at the AR-15s that everybody got all, all of a sudden. All these white supremacist guys. And I was like, hold on. Guns are not cheap. No. And there are white people who literally just have garages full of guns. Yeah. Um... They collect guns. They they just they love guns. Uh, the people that go on these mass shootings, they have access to all of these guns. So hold on, hold on, hold on. This is let me see. Maybe this is a class issue because uh, poor people can't afford all these guns. How in the world, or why in the world, are all these people with money 
figuring out, well, now it's my time to go and do these mass shootings and kill all these people. And why are we not talking about the correlation? There's got to be a correlation there between these middle class, upper middle class white men and why they feel that they're in the right to shoot and kill everybody. If it was poor people, if it was poor black people, they'd do all these uh, uh, documentaries pathologizing us Studies. and being how the black is the poverty Scholar. and the, it's the blackness yeah. and the this and the that that's causing them to do that. But there's no, nobody's talking about what is the correlation. What is the correlation? It's just all lone wolves. It's just all mental illness. There is a reason that these guys can get all these guns. They have money. They have access to these things. Yep. Maybe one of the reasons nobody wants to get down to the nitty-gritty of why is because then you'll have to uh, not only talk about the white supremacy and the fascistness of everything, but talk about how rich people can skedaddle all these little checks and balances and these laws that's put in place to protect us regardless. Yeah, so something that I want to kind of bring up that was introduced to us in the classroom was this program called Law Shield, which Gabby and, were like, Gabby and I were like, oh my God, this is what those white supremacists are using. This is, this is what they use in order to get past all these laws. So basically, it's a subscription. Law Shield is a subscription to lawyers, uh, to attorneys, uh, to getting your bail paid, to getting... Uh, out of jail. It's your get out of jail free card, essentially. You pay like, what was it, like $10 a month mm-hmm. to have lawyers 24-7 that you can call for advice, lawyers at your hearings, lawyers that will bail you out of jail. Law- like, you lit- it's literally a subscription to 24-7 help. If you are in a crisis or you shoot someone due to self-defense. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's, it's insane. And think about this, too. Like, they say, they were like, okay, well, it's only $10. But if you're poor, you're not going to, you're not going to spend money on that. that. That's not an essential. You know, you don't ever think, oh, I'm going get, to get into some kind of trouble with the law. Or I'm going to get into trouble with shooting someone due to self-defense. But... I don't know. I just feel like that's also part of it because you have to pay money in order to help these people or in order to get the help that these people are going to provide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, but I'm sure the, the rich rich don't even need that. They get their own lawyers and stuff like that. So it's more like a middle class type thing. But yeah, it's, it's, that's definitely a class issue as well. Um, because those are essential services. Yeah. Somebody paying your bail, like they pay it up to 500000 and then they will get you an expert witness on your trial. Uh, so they, they, they working hard to get you out of there. So, yeah, so that's another part of the class issue. And, um, yeah, it just it really opened up my eyes because I just never saw it like that. I never thought of it like, this these mass shooting crimes are crimes of the rich in that are external <laughs> that you can see with their own eyes. Okay, you usually can. they be doing the quote unquote white collar. These are crimes of the rich on the masses that can be yes. seen. 
Because and these AR-15s, we looked it up, are close to like $1,000 or more. Not to mention uh, the bullets that go into it, which is another, what, $20, $30 per clip. And these people are, are like shooting these clips out after clip after clip after clip. Yeah. Yeah. Thousand. I saw one that was close to like $2,000. A gun. That's insane. Yep. But but there is... You gotta think about why... That is such a big lobbying power. And it, it all makes sense now. The NRA was so powerful for all these years. Uh, I mean, the gun manufacturers obviously have a big rich. part of it. But then the rich also are the are some of the main consumers. Yeah. That's literally it. That's why they're never going to ban guns. Yeah. Guns will literally never be banned. They're, and Gabby also, and I noticed this, is like when we talk about uh, we need more laws, we need stricter laws for guns. There are literally so many laws yeah. for guns. I don't know what else they could add. Even, they said, uh, domestic violence, like Gabby said earlier. If you are uh, someone who is committing domestic violence, your guns can be taken away from you. They can, they can literally be removed from your grasp. But at the end of the day, guess what? You could still end up getting them back. I'm not really quite, uh, and, and there's so many others, I can't even think of them right now. But it's like... How many more laws can they put in place if they're not even enforcing the current laws that are happening? On the people that's doing it. Exactly. That's the thing. Like, us, we finna get police regardless. You gonna get police whether you hired a permit, was following the law to the T. Regardless, they see you got a gun, they gonna find a reason to get you up in jail. So, yeah, it's really all a dog and pony show. And everybody knows it. That's why them folks don't even act like they trying no more. Because they know they ain't finna do nothing. And and that's not even going to do anything because think about this. If we talk, go back to the white supremacy, the fascistness, the things that need to be done to get to the root of it, the capitalism. Them people have no 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 interest and no economic, no personal need to get rid of capitalism, no. to get rid of white supremacy, to get rid of fascistness. So they're not going to do it. They're not going to disrupt things. Things are going well. I'm telling you, if this was hurting their pockets, if they were feeling the burn, if this was going to hurt the, the, the production of, of goods and their profits, they would be doing something about it now. But they are they're not. not. So it's not hurting them. So therefore, it will never be done. So stop looking to them. So yeah, so one other thing I want to talk about uh, is this whole castle doctrine thing. So it's pretty much like the, the stand your ground laws that you hear um, a lot of the times uh, in Tennessee. So that's the thing. Like your house is your castle. If somebody comes into your castle, you have the right to defend it no matter what. If, if you feel like they are coming in there to cause harm, they broke in the door or whatever, you have the right to shoot at them. And, you know, protect yourself. Now, here, here's something that I thought was interesting. And it's something that popped up another time. Um, it says, when do you not get protection from the castle doctrine? And it says, the person using force is engaged in an unlawful activity. Or is using the dwelling, business, residence, or occupied vehicle to further an unlawful activity. So if I'm doing something in my house that the government feels is unlawful, anybody can just come in my house and do and come and steal or whatever, and I can't protect myself right. because I was not following your law. <laughs> 
Do you see how that can get mixed up too? So let's say I have a some weed up in my house. Oh. And somebody comes and breaks up in my house trying to hurt me. I shoot them, they find the weed, then I gotta go to I'm going to jail. Yes. And I want in the right. Yes. You're going to jail. Things you should know, guys. Things you should know. Another thing is, um, the person whom force is used is a law enforcement officer who enters and attempts to enter a dwelling, business, residence, or vehicle in the performance of an officer's official duties. And the uh, officer identifies the officer in accordance with any applicable law or the person using force knew or reasonably should have known that the person entering or attempting to enter was a law enforcement officer. So you're just supposed to know off the top of your head. You're just supposed to know everybody that's coming in your house. You're just supposed to know everybody that's whatever. So one thing that White guy said, he was like, yeah, I, I honestly have no answer to this. And I, that could happen to me too. And I would be in the same boat even though you wouldn't. You're a white man. But he said for him, the only thing he can do is just put cameras all around his house, which is a price. It's just a cost. Yep. And also, if you, you're concerned about privacy and you're putting that stuff in the cloud, guess what? Amazon and things like that, they have access to that information. The government has access to that information if they need it. So it's not like that's going to make a difference anyway. Unless just, uh, there's a way, I'm sure there's a way you can put like on a drive or something like that. Yeah. But, but ultimately, it's just like, yeah, guys, these laws, pretty much that's all we want to talk about. These laws are only meant for us and they can be broken by everybody and their mama as long as they are either law enforcement or they have money so for us whatever state you're in it's good for you to know the law ever since i learned this i'm like okay now i i've been slacking i need to figure out where am i in the right quote-unquote Cause you know they gonna still try to skedaddle or whatever. But at least you know for a fact, okay, where am I in the 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 guidelines of what to do? What 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 can I do, quote unquote, lawfully? What can I do unlawfully? And all these things. It's and how can to- you get between those lines? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, as, I feel like as an anarchist, we we truly do not honestly care about breaking the law, whether or not. But if it comes to the point where murder is <laughs> is there, we do not want to be, like, locked up, obviously, in this system. So, it would be best that we did know what the laws are so that we can avoid them at any cost. And if we need to, skirt on past them. Yeah. And as far as what I'm saying, like, as far as from what I've learned, you know, in Tennessee, we have this thing, like I said, where you don't have to necessarily retreat. If there is a threat, you can face the threat face on. I would say for us black people, if yeah. if there's a way for you to run, just run. Don't even, if there's a way for you to escape, if somebody breaks into your car, just let them folks do it because... There is no protections for us. You have Unless you have your some really, really good lawyers right. and you got that money or you got this little uh, insurance stuff, uh, you will be locked up for a very long time. So that's one thing for us, you know, that's, that what, that's what comes with knowledge. And that's what comes with the responsibility of having, you know, these firearms and stuff like that. Um, I mean, the only thing I can say to combat that is, you know, you just gotta gotta know how to, you know, bend some rules and how to to, to hide and. Girl. 
girl. Do sneaky things. <laughs> we are not, um, uh, for legal purposes, we are not saying break the law. For other legal purposes, we are not saying break the law. I'm just saying be careful. <laughs> be careful out there, black people. Be careful out there, anybody that's marginalized right now because... We we want to protect ourselves, but we also don't want to be in the jail cell. Exactly. So it's 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 a it's a, a tater totting. It's a what do you call it? A seesaw, kind of. Got to keep it balanced. You yeah, know? You got to keep yourself balanced. But I mean, uh, was there anything else really that you feel like was important? I know we 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 learned how to hold a gun, so now we know how to wrangle it. Ooh. Yeah, so we're gonna be definitely going to this gun <laughs> range. But that's the thing too, the gun, the gun range calls. That's what yes. I'm saying. It's so much like. I was ignorant. I was ignorant. And I can see why for some of us we ain't got we don't we don't know these things. It is expensive to go and shoot a gun. And unless you just got some property and some land, that's another price. Property and land to do so. Or you know somebody with some property or land just to shoot around. No, but even then, like that guy was talking about, you there's like proper procedures, like you have to build a certain structures in order for you to be able to freely shoot that gun. Like there are legitimately so many laws in regards to holding a gun, um, carrying a gun, even in a state that does not require a permit, by the way. Tennessee doesn't require a permit. But we still have so many laws in regards to it. So I can't imagine states that have even stricter laws than we do. And and we're open carry. That may, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so, yeah. But, yeah, that's just some, some little things, little tidbits we wanted to put out there. Um, for anybody else that's in, you know, more restrictive states, what are y'all laws, uh, like, and for people that may be in, uh, less restrictive, like, uh, let's say Mississippi, what, what are y'all laws, and, um, if you have looked into the laws, is there anything interesting in there that you found, uh, that you wouldn't mind sharing with us in the class? Yeah, we're going to wrap it up, guys. Uh, thank you guys for checking out this episode. Uh, if you'd like to hit us up and tell us a little bit more, you can do so. All social media channels are at Building Our PWR. If you'd like to contribute to the work we are doing in the Memphis area when it comes to the community freeze, or passing out of flyers, redistribution of funds, you can do so. Link is in the description. If you'd like to come with us in Memphis and work, you can do so. Link is in the description. I will post the video of what we can fill up in the video in the YouTube. Um, but yeah, this has been Gabby and Katie. And this has been Building Our Power.